0: back to walk me through this with pastor don meeks i'm samantha spittle i'm here with jeremy spittle and we are continuing our conversation on three-dimensional living so we uh, we the first one we kind of broke down that different what actually it is then we started talking about um kind of getting into that whole idea of people pleasing which i think that's really as don's been explaining almost like the core of what separates us from Hmm. god because we are more concerned with that horizontal relationship versus that vertical. So we, the last two episodes, we kind of broke, uh, you know, dug a little deeper into that. And whenever you know these these episodes, these series that we're doing, the, yes, they're meant to be a podcast that you can listen to. But really, you know, I said I, you know, when I have these conversations with Don, and the reason we both wanted to bring them out is that you have these conversations so that you can really wrestle with the stuff you have going on and that you can live a three dimensional life because it's ultimately better, but the road to get there can be hard and it can be discouraging. Mm -hmm. And so the reason you need mentors is you need the people that kind of can show you that light that it's worth it. And so it's always good to wrap it up with not only the hope, to get there, but also the tools, because I'm a big believer in, well, I need some guidance because this gets a little overwhelming. So, Don, walk me through this. Walk us through this. Let's, let's yeah, wrap up good. this 3D living.
1: Well, it is work. And, and so, um, we just need to be aware of that. And so that, that's why all, three of these series tie together because it's it's really all about the same thing. Our relationship with God, our relationship with one another, love God, love neighbor, the simplicity of it all. And it, it's that our lives that we talked about are kind of disintegrated because of sin. We we We're, we're shattered in some ways. We're the shattered mirror, so we don't perfectly reflect God's image. And so... And and we're stuck in time and I can only just pay attention to what's in front of me. Okay. And so we don't, we have limited time to do the work, right? Because we Mm -hmm. have other responsibilities. Yeah. We're raising the children. We're going to the grocery store. We've got jobs. There's any number of things. And so, you know, most of us have little slices of the day when we can give direct attention to it. And then it's kind of operating in the background sometimes. You know, as we're driving around with the kids in the you know the back of the minivan, you're maybe going. You're mulling over that conversation from two days ago still, right? So mm-hmm. that's so I think it's you know Are you talking to me personally uh, maybe, or others? Okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just anybody. Just, a, Just anybody yes. who drives the kids around and what color minivan do you
0: have? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Which we one, have one we have you. two. Okay, that's yeah. right. We had
1: three for a while. And, and so it's this it's this ongoing work. But hope is what draws us forward. And and the Christian faith is, if if it's not about hope, it's, it's I mean, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the cross followed by the resurrection. And I don't mean just hope of, oh, we get to go to heaven. Yeah. Okay, we're just going to live this life. I accepted mm-hmm. Jesus. I got my Jesus ticket in my pocket. I'm going to die and go to heaven, and I'm just going to live my life. And, you know, I think Christ, the Christian faith is more about living into that hope on a more daily basis? How do I take that resurrection reality? How do I take that that end of life reality and pull it forward? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how how do we get that on earth as in heaven kind of experience? And so part of it is to understand it's not all up to us, that we have a God who not only has made us in his image, God the Father, We not only have the son who went to the cross for us, but he has given us the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor, the advocate, the guide, the helper. There's all kinds of ways of translating that word paraclete uh, in John's gospel, the, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. And so he comes to be with us. And so there's this great verse in Philippians chapter two, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay. So that's the work, right? That's the, that's the lean into the third dimension. That's the pay attention to the thing. That's the real thing, not the thing. That's not the thing, but the thing that is the thing. Mm -hmm. Do the work, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And then the verse goes on because God is at work in you both to will and do his good pleasure. So, when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, he pours his Holy Spirit into us, so we're not alone. So, now it's us and the Spirit, okay? So, when I'm in conversation with you, Don's talking to Samantha, and God is present also because the Spirit is in us. And so, it's attending to the Spirit present in my life and in our lives together that constitutes that. Okay, I'm not going to be worrying about what other people are thinking. I'm saying, Holy Spirit. So part of the Spirit, prompt me, not remind me of truth. Remind me of what Jesus said again. Remind me of things that are true of me that I have forgotten are true of me. Oh, that my life is not about making other people happy, that my life is already secure. So, so part of the ongoing conversation as we're driving the kids in the minivan can be, Spirit, bring to mind the things of truth, the things of Jesus, the things of God that are true of me, that, oh, I am who you say I am. Do you know that? It's a Hillsong worship song. I am who you say say I am. am. Who the sun sets Mm -hmm, free mm -hmm, is free mm -hmm, indeed. mm -hmm, (laughs) And so that's where all of a sudden, the, the, the flat Stanley becomes, because now we're giving our attention. You, I am who you, so that's direct conversation with God. So now that's the pop-up book, right? So my life becomes the pop-up book because once I'm praying, I'm now directing my attention vertically to God as opposed to horizontally to making all these people happy or judging them when they don't make me happy, you know? And, and so, and so prayer, the power of the Spirit, prompts us, but it's this taking these truths of scripture. Scripture memorization is actually part of three-dimensional living. God's word gets in us and all of a sudden something happens. So memorizing Philippians chapter two, verses 12 and 13, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, saying, give your attention to this thing, people, because God is at work in you both to will and do his good pleasure. So God wants this more than we want it. We say we want it. God wants it more. Mm-hmm. And then in Philippians chapter 1, is the, I, I might present it the other way, but I like to present it this way. Philippians chapter 1, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the hope. That is my future is so secure. This God who is at work within me, he began the work in me. I didn't save myself, right? He saved me. He he we love because he first loved us. That's that's uh first John. So we love because he first loved us. <laughs> you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go out and bear much fruit that you can prove yourself to me by disciples. And so that's that's John chapter 15. So this whole um Posture of scripture, posture of of truth is that God has come to us. God has initiated a relationship with us. God wants us to be three dimensional more than we want to be three dimensional. And then as we start to lean into that, as we start to do the work, we start to acknowledge the thing, we start to gather ourselves uh, around us, a a community of faithful and wise mentors, some of whom may be deceased, like the psalmists Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and the apostles and prophets. It's not just living people. We can we have a communion of the saints right mm-hmm. we can we can have conversation with those who have gone before but we have pastors and counselors and friends and spouses and and gifted others and psalms and and prophets and, and and gospels and this healing community that gathers around us is what helps us gives us the safe space to do the work and to keep reminding us Hey, remember who you are? You're a child of God. Hey, remember who you are? You're redeemed. Hey, you've been purchased with the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. Hey, you are becoming something and somebody that you can't even imagine. And so that's – so it's – it's the. I think we talked – yeah, it was our last series. We talked about surrounding ourselves with Mm truth-tellers, right? And so that's part of it. And so, yeah, the – Kind of the 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 front part of this series, you know, these first few episodes are, you know, kind of the hypocrisy, the acting, the people pleasing. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's so <laughs> draining, <laughs> it so draining, and so depressing. Yeah. But the reason we feel that way is because it's so true. Mm-hmm. That's part of the truth telling, because a lot of folks don't know why am I so angry all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you're probably looking to get things from people <laughs> that you can't ever get. It's well, why so am I so anxious all the time? Well, because you're looking to people to get, because you're probably playing a game because you're afraid to be who you are, because you're afraid if you let people know who you really are, they won't love, love you. you. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? You're already loved. Mm. So you're free. You don't have to get your love from that person. You're already loved. You're actually free to love that person. Mm. And so Jesus did not come to be served. He came to Self. serve. Mm-hmm. So he didn't come to be loved; he came to love.
0: He didn't need the affirmation of the people, and he didn't need
1: exactly. Yeah. So he just he shows up, and then you know they're saying, "Oh, well, you know, we know where you came from. You know, kind of the story of his birth was still circulating, mm-hmm. right? Okay, we, you know, our father is Father Abraham. We don't know who your father is. Mm. He's like whatever. <laughs> he just whatever." Your father's actually the devil. Yes. <laughs> we just turned it right back yeah. on him. And then he goes and spends times with the tax collectors and sinners. And well, you know, hey, um, you know, the doctor doesn't come for the healthy people. If you guys think you're healthy, okay. I doctor came for the sick. I came to seek and save the lost. You don't think you're lost? Okay. That's fine. Have it your way. This is you know? why we
0: so badly need to heal our past hurts. Correct.
1: Correct. And, and, and to heal them, we have to. Admit them, them and confront them, them. Yeah. and and they're really simply named. I think that again, Jeremy, I appreciate the way you talked about it. It's really simple, and mm-hmm. we are the ones who make it complex and complicated. Yeah. It's really simple. We learned cues from our parents and siblings mm-hmm. who themselves are broken. Are broken, and so we learned. Oh, I I'm supposed to wear masks. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to behave a certain way. And some of these things scare me, but I better wear a mask that doesn't look scared Mm -hmm. because when I was scared, I got yelled at. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I will not be scared out. I won't show. So that'll be part of the thing that hides behind the Mm -hmm. facade on the set of the stage. And so, which is probably true of most stages, you know, there's a bunch of junk behind the. And so how can we just.
0: Well, we create the coping mechanisms to deal with that hurt or to help i mean that's the thing is many of the things we struggle with as adults are things that were created to protect us and help us in our childhoods to protect us from being hurt correct but they're the things that hold us back
1: and they were back. inadequate they 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 seemed to work and like, there was an adequacy to them but
0: well, it's like you said with, uh, the, the analogy you gave about, oh, no, no, uh, bottom lips or whatever at the table. Yeah. We're a happy yeah. family at the dinner sure. table. And it's like, so as a child, you don't want to get yelled at. You don't want to disappoint your parents. And so you, if you think about a kid in that position, it's like, oh, well, I just, you know, yeah, my toy broke upstairs, but I just, nope, I need to just get over it and be happy. And it saved you from disappointing your parents. It saved Correct. you from getting in trouble. So it feels like, oh, this is, good. This is right, but it's not good. It's not.
1: Writing. And so, but that's part of the parents working their stuff out or exactly. not working their stuff out. Yep. Okay. Cause it, it, it reflects too much on themselves as moms and dads at middle age or whatever, yeah. when we're little ones, they're in middle age. Right. Yeah. And so for them to have a family that's not working a child uh-huh. that's not working right. And, uh-huh. you know, going with the program, shows their inadequacies as yep. a parent. So I will put the mask on so I don't have to feel bad about myself as a mom. And then that just perpetuates. And so the scripture says, the sins of the fathers mm-hmm. get visited <laughs> to the generations. And mm. so we just pass the brokenness yeah. down. And so some common um, masks that we wear, common ways that we stay in two-dimensional land is we, we avoid conflict because in our family, we don't talk about conflict.
0: Mm-hmm. We're a family that we're, gets along. We're a
1: family that gets along. But, 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 I, uh, let's just forgive them and move on. Uh, but, uh, you know, and so, and so there's, there's a, 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 an element of we avoid conflict. And mm-hmm. so then we get off into life and we have a roommate that disagrees with us and we, ah, uh, our world falls apart because I don't know how to handle in a mature, calm way a genuine disagreement between people. Cause mm-hmm. that's just the nature of life, right? Mm-hmm. And so we get into, you know, roommate situations, work situations, and then we get married mm-hmm. and we've yeah. never learned how to just say, Hey, babe, I'm a little, I was a little disappointed with that because I was never allowed to express my disappointment as a child. How am I going to learn how to do it as a 25 or 28 or 35 mm-hmm. year old? So, uh, avoiding conflict, um, the whole don't disappoint people mm-hmm. or don't yeah. be, I, I, Disappoint was not allowed in our family. Therefore, you can't disappoint me and I will avoid like the plague disappointing you. And that's, again, that horizontal uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- with the conflict, I guess, would would be anger. So we don't mm-hmm. learn how to express our anger well. And mm-hmm. so most of us stuff the anger and it just leaks out in a thousand mm-hmm. different ways. Yep. Um, and then fear. Um, I would say two others, fear and sadness. Mm-hmm. And so fear, we just weren't allowed to be afraid. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. You know, for guys in particular. Hey, be a man, toughen up, you know. Oh, you know. Um, and then sadness. Mm-hmm. I just I guess sad sometimes. I'm sad when my team loses. I'm sad when, you know, I didn't get picked for the play, or I didn't make the team, or I'm just sad. And I'm never modeled how how safely to be sad. Mm-hmm. And so you said something, um, Samantha, and I think in our last episode. It was probably
0: pretty profound. It yeah. absolutely was yeah, profound. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Until
1: the children see the parents. So mm-hmm. part of what I think you and Jeremy are, are trying to do is to model for your children something healthy. Mm-hmm. So how many times do our parents apologize to us? Th- thinking back on your childhood, how many times have your parents apologized? And I I do not mean to speak ill of my father at all, but I don't ever recall him apologizing to me for anything. And maybe he never did anything that needed to be apologized for. Okay. So I'll, you know, um, probably (laughs) not true, but I know because our children, as you know, you know, all into their, you know, uh, 20s. So we've, we've launched as it were. I would say things or do things that, I then regretted quickly the how I said it or mm-hmm. the, the strength or velocity which <laughs> came out of my mouth to the kids. and I would all I would try to I'm not sure I didn't always, but I always try to go and say, "Guys, I am so sorry."
0: Could we get Turner on the phone, please? Yeah, uh, okay. yes, I actually.
1: <laughs> 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 More no, importantly, but- Bailey and Colson I. Think, yeah <laughs> you know. So how did oh. you get there? I mean, what- uh, Well, because of, by doing the work, yeah, okay. Um, or trying to do the work, and I'm on this journey still. I identified, I don't think I ever heard my dad apologize to me.
0: And that was probably a source and, of pain. And
1: so for me, it's like, I regret what I just said to my kid. I'm going to apologize. I want to change the trajectory of this thing.
0: And if you think, why do you think your dad didn't apologize? Or any parent, well, just, I don't, you know, any parent, yeah. why... You know, if someone's listening and, you know, you resonate with that, too, it's like, well, I would guess based on our conversation of this series and especially the second and third episodes is, oh, because they have the mask of a confident parent who's competent and confident. And if they apologize, that requires them to take the mask off.
1: Uh, Exactly. So I, I yes, it is that. Because my dad was a uh, a naval captain, right? Um, And so um, Naval Academy, 30 years in the Navy, you know, just, you know, a man's man, right? Yeah. And men don't apologize, but also an era in which he lived. Born in 1930, graduated Naval Mm -hmm. Academy, 1952. Men behave a certain way, you know, kind of we're not touchy-feely like women. Mm -hmm. And so I think this... Being in touch, that's a Mm -hmm. a false um, narrative, I would say, Mm -hmm. that men don't talk about their feelings and women are always talking about their feelings. Mm -hmm. I think these are, you know, um, you know, men are leaders and women are followers. All these, I think, are false narratives that I think Mm -hmm. our current generation, I think we're figuring some of these things out. The goal is to be human, (laughs) and men and women are humans and they have emotions and they have thoughts and they have aspirations they have dreams they have gifts and so they have callings and so it's we're we're maturing as a society we're maturing as men and women um we don't have it all figured out but that's another reason so both mm-hmm. competence and mask and what he you know he grew up in a home that mm-hmm. his daddy and his mommy you know treated mm-hmm. conflict and disappointment the way they did and i just want more I want. I mm-hmm. want to be able to have certain kinds of conversations with my children that I never had with my mm-hmm.
0: parents. And I just was thinking as you were talking, oh, it's almost it, this. The opposite could also be true, where a parents always apologizing to the kid, always. But it's like, what are you even apologizing for? Because you're allowed to be the parent. You're allowed to do that. So it's like they haven't yeah. worked out their stuff. So they're and so they're trying to get theirs.
1: They're trying to get acceptance from their children. Yeah. That's that's and. I attend, I, I, my ears catch that, uh-huh. you know, in family life as, as a pastor, I intersect yes. with a lot of folks. And there are times I say, like, you are the dad. You are the mom. Yeah. You get to tell them what to do. Yeah. Oh, I could never do that. Uh, yeah, you can In fact, you're supposed to. But you, but telling them strength. what to do doesn't mean you have to yell at them. It can say, yeah. "Hey, you know, God has ordained there to be levels of authority yeah. so that you would learn how to trust in God." Because the reason moms and dads are in kids' life is to, to model out yeah. their their respect for you is the beginning of their respect for God. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a whole other series whole right other there. Series. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: actually that's a great idea. That is a whole whole
1: other series. But
0: that's um, – I mean, yeah, we are, we're, but but us walking, you know, just like we come to you to say, hey, can you help me walk through this? That's what we can do for our kids, and why the more we work our own stuff out, the more we can walk them through it.
1: Correct. Uh, I've I've come to believe this myself, and this is where I first lived it, and then I've became convinced of it, and now I t- I will talk about it. Um, what your kids need. Is not moms and dad – a mom and a dad who have all the answers. Not possible, mm-hmm. right? Um, A mom and a dad who have their act fully together and never struggle. Mm-hmm. Not possible, okay? Because if, if you are a mom and dad who think you have all the answers and a mom and dad who think you've got your act together and never need to apologize, etc., I would say there's work to do, mm-hmm. okay? What your kids need is a mom and a dad who are doing the work, <laughs> who are trying to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling, with the understanding that God is at work in you, bringing that good work to completion fully. So there's all confidence it's going to happen. But what your kids need is three-dimensional parents.
0: Mm. Soundbite right
1: there. And the degree to which you are pursuing the third dimension, that you're willing to talk with your children about you're sad, you're mad. And again, your kids are the age they are. So some of the challenges, Mm because we didn't have it always modeled so well for us, we're not Mm -hmm. always quite sure at what age can I talk about this. So don't Mm -hmm. – to the two-year-old, probably not, okay? To the 12-year-old, maybe, but they're still – that that will unsettle them because mommy and daddy do have all the answers. That goes back to a little bit of that
0: calculated vulnerability mm-hmm. we talked about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where you said, "Remind me of the definition you gave of calculated vulnerability." Uh, it's the low
1: risk disclosure.
0: Low risk disclosure. Yeah. I think with our kids, as you know, you've given this analogy for parenting that I think you have at least, where it's like when your kids are little, you're in front of them. You know, like – and mm-hmm. if you are, know what I'm talking about, you can jump in. And then it's like as they get older, then you're like side by side. Mm-hmm. And then as they get older, then you're like behind them because they kind of have to start making their own mistakes. But you're that safe place. And I feel like this vulnerability, it's very similar where, yes, yeah. in the beginning, it's like you're the parent. Like they're a baby. They're a toddler. They're a little
1: kid. You must have the answers.
0: Yes. <laughs> and then it gets to – and so for us, you know, we've used this example – we kind of alluded to it here. I We talked about it on my other podcast. But like, you know, Jeremy, one day, the four of our family was hanging out and he said, oh, let's play True Confessions. You know, mm. it's like, oh, gosh, mm. where is he going with this? And he said, you know, and our kids for people listening um, are eight and ten. And so this was they're about the same age. And when this happened and it was, you know, he started it and he said, sometimes you guys ask me to make pancakes in the morning mm. and I say I can't. But the truth is, I just don't want to. Mm. And when – you know, I was, I was like – I kind of was like, what is he even doing? Where uh, mind, is he going with this? Their
1: minds were blown. <laughs> and
0: I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and they both shared information that touched upon stuff that I as a mom had been feeling of – how can I bring up that I worry that they might be doing this, but it's not really about that and it's really about something else. And by him sharing that calculated uh, low risk, he's not sharing the stuff, you yeah. know, that yeah. he might share when they're 25, something on their level. That, I mean, for them, I feel like this was such a gift from God because within mm. 30 seconds they both shared stuff that I had been walking around thinking, how can I gently bring up wow. Wow. that I'm concerned? That's and just, powerful. You know, recently the other night i said same thing i said i had uh you know got gotten a little harsh about the state of a room which i'm like not even a neat freak it has to be really bad yeah um but it's always a reflection of where i'm at emotionally mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so i kind of was like ah, oh, so much stuff you know and i got annoyed and saw that the you know dart does shut down because of what i did and i said i'm sorry i um reacted. i was trying to explain like i'm sorry you know like You do need to clean your room, but I I shouldn't have reacted like Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. but it's because I'm feeling this. Mm -hmm. And once again, within 30 seconds of me sharing that, it was like, boom, I heard what was
1: on their heart. And that gives permission to them. So uh, a biblical way of framing this would be a disciple when fully trained will be like his teacher or her teacher. So we are the teachers. Our children are our disciples. We are teaching them whether we want to or not. They are, and, and class is always in session, mm-hmm. mostly by observation, mm-hmm. sometimes by words. Oh. So by you modeling out <laughs> yeah. the vulnerability of, hey, mommy and daddy don't have it all together. Mommy and daddy are sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that allows us to teach forgiveness because true forgiveness isn't we paper over the thing. True forgiveness is it really hurt. You know, mm-hmm. I, I heard these words come out of your mouth. You might not have intended them this way, but it felt this way. And so the children won't know how to articulate that mm-hmm. now at eight and 10, but at, 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 you know, 28 and 30 or 18 and 20, they might be able to articulate some things that, that now you're giving them the, um, early lessons in mm-hmm. where we can allow some contrary opinion. We can allow some disclosure. We can allow hearts to be shared in this family because mm-hmm. we are Christians. Mm-hmm. And we can share our hearts because our hearts are fully known already. Mm. God knows us thoroughly. Okay. And so that free, and so it takes wisdom to know how much to disclose to a child. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so usually I would, you know, stay at the, at the, at the high level of daddy's feeling sad, daddy's feeling mad, mommy's feeling afraid, you mm-hmm. know, cause those are primary, the word, th- those words will catch them or, t- you know, mm-hmm. daddy's afraid because he lost his job and we're not going to have any money. And, you know, the, the, the child's just going to, you know, mm-hmm. but just say, I'm, 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 daddy's frustrated right now. Well, why, well, things didn't work out the way I wanted. And mm-hmm. I, I, I have to learn how to, you know, realize I can't always get the things I want in life, you know, Mm -hmm. and you know about that too. Cause I know, you know, sometimes you want pancakes and I don't make them for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and so it's this, but that's the ongoing conversation, which is what's so central to the three dimension. Mm -hmm. So three dimension is not like, okay, okay. I'm now a pop-up book. I'm a pop-up person. And now I live my, the joy is in the journey.
0: So it's not like we just figure this out and it's, it Dang
1: is it. ongoing work from one degree of glory to another, becoming like uh, Christ Himself. So we're going to screw our kids up in ways we don't even understand. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> that's well. That's the, that's the joke. <laughs> that's is another that, topic for another. Time. <laughs> the, the, the joke that I just feel like I think is so this is so funny, so hilarious is like we work on the thi- you know we work on our own stuff and the stuff that we see passed down that we you know are trying to correct or whatever. There's going to be a whole other stuff. And the thing is, it's not – so I feel like what I have learned recently is we can't prevent that from happening because we're human and we live east of Eden. It's that creating the – like we're not – we can't create the perfect family, but we can create a family who does talk about the hard things. Correct, And that goes back to the example that I used with Jeremy is that – with the kids is that I kept thinking for, you know, a long time now I've been saying – we're a family that talks about the hard stuff. We're a family that talks about mm-hmm. the hard stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what all I was doing was saying that.
1: As opposed to talking, talking about the hard about stuff. Hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that's why for an age appropriate eight and 10, you know, his, the pancake conversation, it sure. was like, after he did that, I said, why did you do that? And he said, well, because, because he's working on his stuff. Sure. And he said, because I realized we can't just say we're a family that talks about the hard stuff. We actually have to Correct. Model and do that, and it was like such a mind blown for me because I thought, Correct. like, wait, no, I just figure out how to live life, and then I do it, and then everything's great. But that's not. A- and the, the Pharisees
1: were the people who talked about the right stuff; mm-hmm. they just didn't do the right stuff. Yeah. They were the two dimension. So the third dimension is when you start talking about, you start living mm. the, the the what you aspire to or the values mm-hmm. you you articulate when you live into those. And and that, and again, that circles it back to to doing the work. So, we've got more to so explore. Much. I mean, there's there's so I've, I've got probably three different directions we can take Oof. in our next our next series. So. Yeah, this is
0: great. I feel like this series could also be, um, you know, the subtitle could be, you know, if you want to change the relationship you have with your kids,
1: hmm. Hmm. you know,
0: love it, it. You have, I mean, this is like going doing that hard work. Absolutely. You know. But it doesn't it doesn't just say, oh, things are going to be different, you know, or, you know, my relationship. I mean, I think with marriage and spouses and things like that, you think, you know, this is the way it's going to be. And especially I I have not had I'm only on my first marriage yeah. um, f- for now. But um, <laughs> well, they say mm, you we're ha- going to talk
1: about that yeah. next time.
0: <laughs> well, a quote I heard somewhere and it really resonated, though, it said you're going to have two or three marriages in your life. Mm-hmm. It's just whether it's with the same person or Correct. not. Exactly. And I was like, dang, because you think, oh, we're going to have this kind of marriage. And then guess yeah. what? Life happens.
1: And then you go, oh, OK, that dream <laughs> was yeah. a pipe dream. Now yeah. let's start the second marriage. where the real
0: work yeah. happens, though. And I feel like that's yeah. when that's like, oh, we're not just a marriage that set. We're not a family that says we can talk about the hard things. We're right. not a marriage that yeah. says we can do that. It's like yeah. that's this whole three dimensional like Correct. we're really doing the dang thing. But it's yeah. hard, but it's worth it.
1: Some dream would be to have this kind of open conversation and dialogue back and forth, which has been fairly unencumbered, I think, you know, I mean, just we're we're independent individuals. We're in relationship with one another, the three of us. And so where there's a way of talking about things, imagine this kind of conversation with a family member, with your children or with siblings or parents. That's yeah. the freedom with which we speak to another Christian brother or sister at at, at mature depth, exploring. Imagine that with our kids. That's – that. so it's setting that goal. Mm -hmm. Instead of my goal for my kids is to get into Harvard and, you know, be a lawyer and make a million dollars, I want to have mature conversations, human, authentic, real, Mm Christ-centered conversations over time with my children. Mm -hmm. And that very few parents – Well, that's how set that as a family goal.
0: Exactly. And we're, but that's why we have to work on us and our relationship with God. It goes back from that instead of the horizontal, it's with God because the thing is, and if you have ever been in a marriage or a relationship like that, and you actually get real and you get deep, you're going to hear things you don't want to hear. Exactly. And you're going to hear ways you've hurt someone else that you don't want to hear. Yeah. And so then it's either do you run away and avoid it or do yeah. you stay and lean in? Yeah. And that's where I feel like, gosh, we do really need God because it's just too much to do it on our own. <laughs> okay. So, Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening to this series of three-dimensional living. There's a lot here. So I would recommend you go back and listen again because it hits us differently based on what we are currently bringing to the table and what lens we're looking at it through. So um, stay tuned for more conversations. Thank you, Don. Thank
1: You're you, are welcome. Jeremy. Good being with you. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.